Welcome to episode 82 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. And Steph. And it's just the two of us, but that's okay because Taylor gave us so much to talk about that this might be one of our most packed episodes ever. Yeah, last night was especially exciting at the AMAs. I don't know where to even start. I guess first the fact that she broke the pattern of wearing only gold dresses. Except she wore gold in the performance. But yeah. True. Yeah, the green was, she does not really wear green a lot, so it was a little surprising, but I loved it. I think she wore green at the Teen Choice Awards this past summer. She did, yeah. I remember really liking that outfit. She looks, well, she looks good in every color, so it really doesn't even matter, but green is good. Exactly. Yeah, the one at the Teen Choice Awards was a lighter one. Yeah, she doesn't really wear green that much, so I thought it was cool. Her dress was actually a custom-made dress by Michael Kors, and it had mesh on it. So even though it looked like it was two pieces, it was actually one, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, I couldn't tell on TV until I saw a close-up picture of it online that it actually had that piece. Yeah, she always... A lot of her gowns have that special mesh stuff, and it's amazing how you really can't even tell... Unless you see a picture up close. Well, I guess when you have something custom made, they can match it to your skin tone, too. Oh, yeah, good point. But with this dress, she didn't really even wear too much jewelry. She wore earrings and two rings. But I thought the dress was so classy that she really didn't need much jewelry at all. So I was sitting there waiting to see her to see what she was wearing on the red carpet before the show started, but I never even saw her. Yeah, you know, I was sitting there getting very impatient because I was waiting for her to make her appearance on the red carpet, watching all the live streams. I had multiple up on my computer. And then I thought back to when Taylor opened for the Grammys. And I remember even though she opened, she still had a red carpet appearance. So all day yesterday, I was thinking even though she's opening, she'll probably still come, take some photos. But then as it became maybe 7.40, I thought there's no way she can get here and get ready for the performance, so she must already be in there. But it was still confusing to me because nobody even saw her go in, it seemed like. I didn't see any photos of her from earlier in the day going inside. She teleported. Yeah, so we didn't get her officially on the red carpet, but... We got to see her open, and that was really cool. So by around 7.40, I realized there was no way Taylor was going to make it onto the red carpet and be there for her opening performance. So I just had to wait the 20 minutes for her to actually open and was blown away by her performance. It was definitely worth the wait. Yeah, I said said this last week that I thought maybe this performance would be a preview into what we could expect for tour. I think that's probably accurate. I think she'll recreate this performance, at least in some way, on the tour. Maybe completely the same. Who knows? But I was happy with it. Now, I have a question, kind of unrelated to the performance, but it is related. So you may have noticed that all of her dancers on this performance were male. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Do you think all the dancers on the whole tour are going to be all male? That's a good question. If you think back to her VMA performance of Shake It Off, they were also all male. Right. So it's definitely possible. And if so, I feel like she's doing that for a reason. What do you think the reason is? I guess almost almost going along with the whole making fun of herself thing. Like Being no, I'm by guys. Yeah, I'm not chasing all these guys. They're they're chasing me, like they're surrounding me on stage. I don't know. I don't know. I I could see her adding some girls, maybe even just for introductory dances. You know how she usually has sort of when she's changing she'll have a little dance. But I don't I do think males will be the majority. Well, I definitely think that this performance is going to end up being very similar to the tour because it just brought the song to life completely. And it was similar kind of to the video and just was so good. Yeah, she had fire in it, flowers burning on fire, the picture frames. She didn't have a car that she beat up, but I loved how the dinner table was suspended in the air and came down. I think that would be cool to see live. She really mastered the crazy eyes. <laughs> she truly did. We got some of the best photos ever from that performance. I really think that her inspiration behind it was think of all the gifts that people will have. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think she was going for that. She probably was thinking, I can't wait to get on Tumblr and see all of my crazy faces. Didn't she retweet some BuzzFeed thing today with a list of all her gifts? Yes, I think so. I just thought that was what really struck me the whole time is I just couldn't. I mean, there was so much going on on stage, but I feel like I missed a lot of it because I just couldn't stop watching her facial expressions. (laughs) Yeah, the costume change was pretty sleek, too. She just tore the skirt right off in the middle of the performance. That was cool. She likes to do that. And I thought the the one set where she was inside the picture frame with the guy and he was like climbing up the frame, I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. It It seems to me like this will be how it will be on tour. And I'm excited to actually see it live. So one negative thing that I've seen about the performance The majority of articles and reviews I've read have been very positive. One thing I I heard about, though, is that a group that is against domestic violence is, is starting a petition against the Blank Space music video and Taylor's performance last night because they think when they discuss the music video, they talk about how Taylor destroys the guy's property and grabs his face and... Yeah, at one point he's on the ground in front of the car. And with the AMA performance, they had an issue with her, I guess, violence towards the guys. She kind of swatted the one dancer and he flew away on a harness. That's the only thing I can really remember. <laughs> I feel like if that's the only negative thing that's out there, that means it was a pretty good performance. But even that, well, I guess I can see their point seems a little silly because there have been plenty of videos long before this one that have that same theme to it 
I think back all the way to Carrie Underwood on Before He Cheats. I don't oh, think this yeah. group probably protested that. Exactly. And I think this video is such a satire. The whole thing is a satire parody of Taylor. It's not actually serious. And I realize that some people don't quite get that, but it's not really Taylor beating up these guys. On the other hand, I guess if it was a male video, obviously they could never do this kind of stuff or they would be in jail by now. <laughs> That's true. And I I do believe that was one of the points in the petition. I, I mean, I can it. see where they're coming from. But yeah, I think that really just with how much of a joke the whole thing is supposed to be that it should be taken more lightly. And most people know that. Right. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe Taylor will modify it a little bit. We'll see. One of my favorite parts of the whole award show, besides obviously the performance, was, or actually it was right after the performance, and Pitbull, the host, said, and it's in the time that Taylor was doing that performance, she just sold another 68 million albums. Me too, because you know what? It was so positive, and usually the hosts make fun of Taylor and say mean things about her, and this was just such a positive comment and it was really cool of Pitbull to say that and true (laughs) maybe not quite 68 million but when you look at her sales she definitely had to have sold a number of albums within those four minutes oh yeah and I can guarantee sales of just blank space and the album were way up today after the whole performance and show but I'm just I'm happy to see that it seems like the tides are changing kind of rapidly between what it used to be if if you look last year with all the jokes and just negativity towards Taylor that was completely unwarranted now there are so many people defending her and giving her positive comments and it's just nice to see people finally recognizing how great of a musician songwriter person just everything she is So after the performance, we had to sit through a number of interesting performances (laughs) while we waited for Taylor to come back to receive her special award, the Dick Clark Award for Excellence. Yeah, the only thing that got me through some of those performances was looking for Taylor in the crowd. She had really great reactions to Lord, the... Ariana Grande, Jesse J, and Nicki Minaj song Bang Bang. And then during Selena's performance, Taylor got a little emotional because Selena was up there just pouring her heart out pretty much for the her new single, The Heart Wants What It Wants. So that was tough to watch. I felt bad for Selena and Taylor, but um, Taylor in the audience just is always the best part of a show. Really, the only reason to watch the show. I read a headline that reviewed the Blank Space performance, and it said, the only thing missing was seeing Taylor dancing to the performance in the front row. (laughs) That would have made it completely perfect. I really, really enjoyed Lord's performance, actually. Me too. I think that was probably my second favorite. That song that she has on the Hunger Games soundtrack, Yellow Flicker Beat, which is what she performed, I think is a really, really great song. And it was so cute to see Taylor with Lord's mom 
just jamming out to the song. I thought that's who that was with her, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, they were just so pumped. I also liked Sam Smith's performance a lot. I think I missed that one. Yeah, he's he was good, and he talked with Taylor a lot. And today he posted a photo of them and said he could not be prouder of her. So that was nice. That's really nice. I'm still kind of surprised that he's not opening the tour. I know. You know, I was just thinking the other day how terribly re- how terribly wrong we were with all of our predictions for openers on tour. Well, we just were paying attention to everyone that she seemed to be spending a lot of time with or really enjoying their music, and we were wrong about everything. She totally surprised us. <laughs> but yeah, Sam would have been cool. So finally, it was time for Taylor to receive her award. Yeah, this was the best part of the night, having Diana Ross, a true legend, giving Taylor this award. And they played a little montage showing Taylor at the secret sessions and giving gifts to fans, going to a fan's house. It was just really nice to see. It listed all of her sales numbers. And then when they gave her the award, her speech was just perfect. She thanked us. And one of my favorite parts was she said, thank you for investing in albums. Because by doing that, what we're doing is saying that music is valuable and albums should be consumed as art and appreciated. And with her stance on streaming, that makes sense. And Taylor truly just sells you an album it's a story it's it's a whole piece of art that we consume and not just bits and pieces through streaming or itunes and that's one of the things i love about her there are very few people who can get fans to buy an entire album these days but taylor makes it worthwhile her speech was just so good The award looked really cool, too. It did. It seemed like in the video montage that they showed right before she came up that they were pretty much coming right out and saying that the reason why she breaks all these records is because she does things like what she does with the fans. Yeah, and I agree with that in part. I think it's also because she writes her own songs can play instruments, is a fantastic performer. But I think what a lot of musicians these days don't realize is that without the fans, you have nothing. But Taylor has known that since day one. And that's how you have loyal fans is by actually making a connection with them. And Taylor makes a connection with us not only through her lyrics, but through, as she said in her speech, having a glimpse into our lives like we have a glimpse into hers. I think that all the people that have gotten to do things like the Secret Sessions, we were already buying her albums, several copies every time it came out, even before she did stuff like this for us. So it's not because of that. It's just, it just makes us love her even more. We'd still be buying them either way. If anything, I feel like the stories of her doing these things kind of go viral and the rest of the world who didn't already love her just falls in love with her and her fan base gets even bigger. I definitely think that's true. 
I could never meet her, never get any acknowledgement from her, and I'd still buy every single thing she ever put out. Exactly, yeah. Even before this album, I was buying multiple copies of every album. But I will admit, with this album, I bought more copies than I ever had before. Well, you had to get all the Polaroids. (laughs) I had to get all the Polaroids and Swift Stakes codes. But I think that... I think that the thing she does with fans makes us, if it's even possible, but even more loyal than we were before. And so we just keep doing more and more to support her in every way we can. I totally agree. And I think that might also be, aside from the Polaroid sets, why I bought so many more copies for this album. Well, this was... The first official award show since 1989 has been out, and I can't wait to see all the award shows that she dominates over the next two years. Yeah, the Grammy nominations will be out next month, and although 1989 is new, she could still perhaps get a nomination for Shake It Off. We'll see. I think it's definitely possible. I mean, it was one of the biggest songs of the whole year. I would think it would have to get a nomination. Yeah, I think so. Another thing I was sort of thinking about as I was watching the AMAs, now that Taylor has officially put herself in the pop category, I wonder if all the other artists who normally are nominated in pop categories are scared, because they should be. They should be, yes. <laughs> I mean, she would always be thrown into a pop nomination here or there, but she's going to be in all of them now. Exactly. Funny thing is, there's a country award show next month, the American Country Radio Award Show, I think is what it's called, and they released nominations after Taylor already made her announcement about 1989, and Taylor's still nominated for female vocalist. So it goes both ways. People in country probably are hoping they'll stop nominating her so spots will fill up for them and then people in pop are just shaking in their boots because they know there will be fewer spots for them. Well, aside from AMA news, Taylor had a lot of other stuff going on this week too. The first bit is incredibly exciting. Taylor was just breaking all kinds of records last week. She sold another 306,000 copies of 1989 which brought her total sales to over 2 million. So she sold over 2 million copies in less than a month. Super cool. Shake It Off was certified four times platinum in just three months. And Taylor also became the first female ever to replace herself at number one on the Hot 100. Went blank spaced when Blank Space bumped Shake It Off from the top spot. And they said that in her award ceremony, too. They did mention that. I was impressed that they got on that so quickly. So a couple of country artists, Garth Brooks and Blake Shelton, recently came to Taylor's defense about her decision to take her music off of Spotify. And Garth Brooks said that he applauds her because songwriters are hurting and without them, music is nothing. And then Blake also agreed and said that streaming music really hits songwriters hard and that he definitely agrees with her. Yeah, it's really nice to hear this because so many people seem to be 
just giving really negative opinions on her decision to do this, but I wasn't surprised at all, and I think it makes sense. Well, before the Grammys in February, the next award show that you'll likely see Taylor at is the People's Choice Awards. We don't know for sure yet whether she'll actually attend, but she has three nominations, and those include Favorite Female Artist, Favorite Pop Artist, and Favorite Song for Shake It Off. They will air in January, but you can vote for her now in all three of those categories at peopleschoice.com. And while you're voting for that, you also need to go to time.com and vote for her for Time's Person of the Year, because that would be really awesome for her to win. Yeah, I was excited about this. She's never been Time's Person of the Year, and what they do is they take the poll and calculate it with a bunch of other scores and determine who actually is the person of the year, but that would be really cool. And as you know, Taylor right now is on the cover of Time, and she's on many other magazines right now too. Wonderland, Bloomberg Business, Lucky, and ASOS. And in her interview with Wonderland, I thought this was really interesting. She said what her top lyric on 1989 is, and it's from Clean. She said her top lyric is, 10 months sober, I won't give in. Now that I'm clean, I'm never going to risk it. So it was cool. It's one of my favorites. And during that interview, she also mentioned that we already know this, but her top lyric from Red is still, you call me up again just to break me like a promise from All Too Well. I also completely agree with that choice too. I definitely agree. And I was going to say, I went out and I always try and buy all her magazines and I just bought Time and Bloomberg last week. And Bloomberg, her face is literally the whole cover. It is. Like they stretched out her face so it takes up the entire... I was like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's really cool. But I was actually a little disappointed with the article in Bloomberg because it's not actually an interview with Taylor. Yeah, it really goes over all of the stats. Which is good, I guess, and important, but I was looking forward to another interview. Yeah, me too. But the reporter did hang out with Scott Borchetta and had some good quotes from him, so it's definitely still worth reading and worth buying just for that cover. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. So finally, there's a really good piece that just came out It's by Victoria Brownfield, and it's called In Defense of Taylor Swift and Why the Hate is Just Plain Sexist. And we won't go into it too much right now, but it's a really interesting read. You can find it at shewired.com, and you should definitely check that out. Yeah, it's really interesting because the author actually isn't a huge Taylor fan. She's just, she likes some of her music, but she's really just writing about why Taylor is such a great person. And it was a really great read. So for the rest of this month, and actually the rest of the year, Taylor has quite a busy schedule. So we want to update you so you know what to watch and when to watch it. For the rest of this month, on November 25th, she will return to The Voice, and that's actually tomorrow. By the time you listen to this episode, the performance will probably be over, but you should look for it on YouTube. She'll be on NBC at 8 p.m. Eastern, and she will be singing Blank Space. 
on November 26th, she's going to be on Kelly and Michael at 9 a.m. Eastern on ABC. This was pre-recorded back from release week, but it should be interesting. On Thanksgiving Day, November 27th, check out the Macy's Parade, which airs at 9 a.m. on NBC, and Taylor will be doing a performance that was also pre-recorded when she was interviewing for David Letterman is when that was recorded. Then on November 29th, check out ABC at 8 p.m. Eastern, where she will be on a program called Thank You, America with Robin Roberts. Moving into December, Taylor has the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show taping on December 2nd, and that's going to be along with Ed and Ariana Grande and Hosier. So that's definitely going to be an amazing performance, which is going to air later on December 9th. And then on December 5th, she's at the Los Angeles Jingle Ball. December 7th, London Jingle Ball. And then December 9th again, that's when the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show will air at 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS. And then December 12th, she'll be at the New York City Jingle Ball. And all of that makes me have jet lag just thinking about it. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. She's literally doing a loop around the world. Yeah, and then she goes back to the UK after her 25th birthday, which, as you all know, is December 13th. Then on the 14th, she'll be back in the UK for the X Factor, which will air at 4 p.m. Eastern Is that live, or is she taping that when she goes the previous week? I That's a good point. I really hope she is taping it. But I always thought the X Factor shows were live. And I know this is the season finale. So you would think the season finale would definitely be live. But for her jet laggedness, if that's a word, I hope she's <laughs> pre-recording it. On December 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC, you can see Taylor on Barbara Walters' 10 Most Fascinating people of 2014 should be very exciting i've been waiting for years for this to happen they don't need to have nine other fascinating people they just need to make the whole show about taylor exactly i'm not fascinated with anybody else (laughs) Uh, me either if they want to throw like ed in there maybe he could have some time but other than that (laughs) it should really just be all taylor it should be i feel like i've been waiting for six years for this to happen, so I actually really can't wait. And finally, Taylor will ring in the new year with us on December 31st. She'll be performing on Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest. And I think she's going to be pretty much the headlining performance, but the show begins to air at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. And another piece of exciting news, if you live in L.A. or you're planning to go there anytime soon, the Grammy Museum there is going to have a Taylor exhibit. And it will open on her birthday, December 13th, and it will run through May. So I'm bummed that I don't live in L.A. and can't go see it, but I hope you guys do. I wonder if after that exhibit is over, if they'll move any of that stuff to the Country Hall of Fame. Oh, that would be good. I was bummed that they didn't at least line it up with when she'll be 
taking the 1989 World Tour to LA. I know. So many people are traveling there for that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think I can justify making a special trip to LA just to see that. I'll have to live through pictures. Well, maybe it'll be so popular that they'll extend it. Oh, yeah. Could be. Well, now it's time for our fashion segment. Taylor had some really cute outfits in the past couple weeks. Some kind of affordable, some not as much. But the (laughs) (laughs) the first one that was tracked down from actually a while ago was when she was filming the Target commercial back on October 22nd. And for that, she wore River Island black check smart shorts, which were $60. They're on sale for $24, and they're still available. So you should definitely get them before they're gone. Then last week, Taylor was out and about in Los Angeles, and she was wearing a Lanston black short-sleeved V-neck tunic. It's $46, but it's currently out of stock, so keep checking. She carried her Dolce & Gabbana black large Agata shoulder bag, which is also no longer available. And then she wore these very cute rag and bone Kerr Nubuck ankle boot in Bordeaux, and they are sadly $550, but I love the color of them, and they just looked very sleek with the outfit. Seems like she wears a lot of things in that Bordeaux color. It's a really great color. It's such a good color, especially for fall. So then on November 22nd, when she was leaving a studio in Los Angeles, this was a really fun outfit. She wore a logo cutoff t-shirt from the, featuring the band, the 1975, because just a week or two ago, their singer was wearing her t-shirt on stage, which was so funny. That was so cool. It was the Target 1989 t-shirt that just came out and definitely was intended to be more of a girly t-shirt, but he rocked it. Totally. (laughs) So she returned the favor, and you can get that shirt on their website. It's still available. And then with that, she had the RD-style knit plaid skater skirt, which is only $51 and actually sold on Amazon. So another great thing you can get right now. And then she had a pair of leather pumps from the brand Other Stories. And those are going for 95 pounds British currency. And they are still available. And with that, she had her same Dolce & Gabbana large black Agaxa shoulder bag, which is not available. And finally, the day before the AMAs, Taylor was at Sarah Hyland's birthday party. And she wore this gorgeous Alice and Olivia Riley metallic floral skirt. It is retailed at $242, but it's on sale for $142. And this skirt looks like it would be really good for holiday parties or New Year's Eve. I like it a lot. I just clicked on it and now it says it's unavailable. For is I think it's from Bloomingdale's. Yeah, it's gone now. Because Taylor wore it. Yep. They still have the jacket though. The jacket which is the same pattern, is $264. I would rather have the skirt. Marked down from 440 so still a deal. I would even need the skirt to go on sale more before I would buy it, but it's really a great skirt, I think, for the holidays. It is, definitely. 
So thanks to TaySwiftStyle.com, as always, for tracking down all these outfits. And I can't wait to see what Taylor wears for the rest of the year. Her fall and winter outfits are always so cute. Yeah, and usually at the end of the year we do a recap. So I'm already excited for that and thinking about which outfits were my favorite. All of them. All of them, yes. (laughs) I honestly can't think of any bad outfits that she's had. No, but I can think of some favorites, I think. Yeah, I can too. Stay tuned, guys. So speaking of fall, it's almost Thanksgiving, which is crazy. It is. It really does feel like just yesterday we were recapping her outfits for 2013. And to go along with Thanksgiving coming up, we actually decided instead of our usual mini segments that we would ask you guys to tweet us and tell us why you're thankful for Taylor, which there's so many reasons that where do you even start? It's impossible, especially on Twitter when you only have 140 characters. But you guys did a really good job. And our first one is from at red13taylor1, who said, I know she's always there for me, and she always makes me smile, even if I'm sad. So true. And our next one is from and foxes we runs, and said, she's been there for me, like music was there for her, smiley face. Oh yeah, that one is so true. Her quote when she said in the past, people haven't always been there for me, but music has been. And we just, as Swifties, all relate it back to her. People haven't always been there for me, but Taylor Swift has. (laughs) Exactly. From at hella underscore good hair, she helped me get clean and stay clean. The next one is from at fearless Swifty. I'm thankful for Taylor because she is who she is. That fearless songwriter that inspired me. And our next one is from at Still the Swift. She's everything that anyone would ever want in an idol and is an absolute angel. I think she's proved that more and more lately. Oh, yeah. I really like this next one. It's from Amelia. She said, she taught me that we all deserve our own fairy tale. And most important, it all begins with loving yourself. Yeah, I really love that one. Especially just with recently, a lot of her statements. You don't need a relationship, a romantic relationship to be happy. Just love yourself, be yourself. She's been giving such great messages to all of us recently. Our next one is from at Fearless Whovian. I'm thankful for Taylor because she's helped me grow as a person And has given me a person to look up to as an example. Definitely. Um, Our next one is from at Stitch Swifty. And they said, she's inspired me to have a career in music. I now write songs and play guitar. That's really cool. Our next one is from at Red Tour Swift underscore. Taylor has always been the person in my life who I can look up to. She answers my questions in her songs and she is so relatable. Yeah, I think, like we mentioned earlier in this episode, Taylor connects with us through her songs and answers our questions about life. It's awesome. 
The next one is from at Tori Swift 13. Taylor has gotten me through the toughest times and she was my best friend when I had nobody else. Okay. Our next one is from at Swifty 3S. I'm thankful that I have someone like her to look up to who can always cheer me up when I'm down. So true. And our next one, Megan, says something similar. She gives me a reason to be happy even on my saddest days. Our next one is from at Hi, It's Me, Martha. She saved me when my stepdad died, and I can't thank her enough. Yeah, I think Taylor helps people no matter what life circumstance and just tragedy you have to deal with. A lot of times she's the only one who's there. Our next one from at Swifty1307 says... I'm thankful for her heart of gold. I'm thankful for her having music that's so relatable. Her music is my therapy, and there's not one thing about Taylor I'm not thankful for or extremely grateful for. That was so well said. Our next one from at T Taylor Swift 13 said, She changed my life and made it so much better. Our next one is from at Wonderstruck T underscore S. And she said, because she's always there for me and brings so much joy to the world in spite of all the negativity. That's so true. Yeah, this reminds me of when we went to see her on The View. And the hosts of The View said, Taylor filled the whole studio with so much joy. And they had never seen anything like it. And she just brings joy to the world. It's like a Christmas song. <laughs> you know, she just... Appropriate. Especially now that she's being Santa Claus. She just makes everybody so much happier. And our last one is from at JenFearless13. She's got me through some tough times, and I'm so thankful for her. I think there's a common theme in all of these. Definitely. And you guys have really put it well... For me, I try to think about why I'm thankful for her, and there are so many reasons. I think all of you said them for me, but it's really just what I mentioned earlier. She's there for all of us, no matter what life brings you. When you have no one else to turn to, I either listen to her music, watch videos of her, look at her tweets. You know, she just always finds a way to make the day better. And even when you have a good day, she still can make your day even better. It's like if I'm happy or sad or just normal, <laughs> she, she's just always there and makes my day better no matter what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah, and I think besides all that, she just makes life so much more fun. Exactly. We wouldn't be able to interact with listeners like you or go to shows, or go to New York. <laughs> or know, even know each other. Or even know each other without her. So many people have forged such great friendships just through being fans of Taylor. And for me, these days, really, the people I talk to the most are people who are also Taylor fans. I think we all can agree that Every year that goes by, we're only going to be even more thankful for her. Yes, that's so true. 
Soon we're going to have a tour to go to, and we're going to get to see so many excited fans and go to different places, and I think 2015 is going to be a really great year. I think so, too. Well, if you guys didn't have a chance to send in your tweets about being thankful for Taylor, you can still tweet them to us, and we'll retweet them. We love reading all of it. And finally, just a few reminders for you. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes, and it will download the latest episode for you automatically. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Taylor Connect at SwiftCast13, on Twitter at SwiftCast13, you can send us an email at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theswiftcast. And you can also visit our website at swiftcast13.com. So what could Taylor be doing next week? Well, she'll be flying around the entire world. <laughs> so true. I wonder where she's going to spend Thanksgiving. That's what I was wondering. I wonder if she'll be in Nashville for Thanksgiving. Maybe she'll just stay in New York, make her own Thanksgiving. I don't know. If she stays in New York, I could see her family coming there, definitely. Yeah. I could see her baking this huge feast that probably would be delicious. Isn't it so crazy how, as a normal person, you can't even find the time to cook a huge meal and she's a superstar and she could probably just whip it up in, like, yeah. the couple spare hours that she has? Uh-huh. And bake some cookies with it. Probably make a special treat for Meredith and Olivia. Well, hopefully we'll get some cute Thanksgiving pictures from her. I'm sure we will. Yeah, and next month's going to be so busy. I'm really excited to see... All the photos from the Victoria's Secret fashion show and performances from all the jingle balls she's doing. So it's going to be an exciting end of the year. Definitely. Well, for now, for episode 82, this has been Ashley. And Steph. And we'll see you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for Swiftcast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.